Hi, Steve here. We think a lot of things that are just plain wrong. If we would use the Bible, we'd get the answers and the confusion would go away. The Bible makes it clear that there are three heavens. We interact on the first on a daily basis. Just over a century ago, we were able to fly using airplanes and now even further with space shuttles and rockets. Now man has the ability to go to the heavens nonstop with giant passenger jets zipping around the globe, just like it said in Daniel 12.4. But what about the second and third heaven? Now I'm going to say something that will be a shock to most all of you, but the Bible shows us that the Earth is the only inhabited planet in the universe. But if anything did live or move through space, who or what would it be? According to the Bible, the heavens are filled with hosts. According to the Bible, the term host of heaven can often refer to the planetary type of celestial bodies like suns, moons, stars, and planets, but this is not always the case. Another type of heavenly host refers to something different. The scripture says, And he said, Hear the word of the Lord. And I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. Obviously, suns, stars, moons, and planets can't stand around the throne of God. What is seen here is the third heaven. If there are beings that exist that are more advanced and more intelligent than man, the Word of God would surely say so. And it does. I'm going to take you through what the Bible says about all of the creatures and creation of God. Let's talk about angels. The Bible talks about angels 297 times. Most of these angels are the angels of God in heaven, but an undisclosed number are servants of the devil. The angels of Satan are often referred to as fallen angels, but the Bible never uses that phrase. First, there's the heavenly host. This is a title given to all the hosts of heaven, but what specifically it refers to are the angels both good and evil. Satan and his angels have access to the third heaven, and they're not permanently cut off until sometime in the future. You can read that in Revelation 12, 7 through 12. And we have spirits. This is a title that reveals that angels are spirit beings. Some Christians misread this to imply that angels are spirits only, but that's not true. Like their creator, angels have a spirit, soul, and physical body. Their physical body is immortal. It's not a natural body like men, but it's a supernatural spiritual body with the powers of flight, invisibility, and super strength. Then we have stars. Stars can refer to both those tiny points of light in the night sky or angels. In the book of Job, chapter 38, it says that the stars sang together when the foundation of the earth was laid. This is how we know that angels were here before the earth was created. Celestial stars and angels have several things in common. Both are innumerable. Both can radiate light. Both have names and both occupy the heavens. When the heathen and Israel were driven to worship the host of heaven, they often used the symbol of a star to represent their false gods. You can see that in the book of Amos and the book of Acts. Just like when the first stars came to earth, both they and their offspring became famous. The scripture says, mighty men, men of renown, Genesis 6-4. That's what set the precedent in our modern vernacular for famous or high-profile people, we call them stars, movie stars, or Hollywood stars. And now, we go to men. If you really study the scriptures, it reveals that angels look exactly like men and often are misidentified as men. As a matter of fact, 
It's a common practice found in scriptures to use the word men or man as a substitute for the word angel. I'll give you several examples. The angels who appeared to Lot both appeared to be men, Genesis 19.1 through 16. The angel who appeared to Manoah and his wife, they were Samson's parents, they appeared as a man, Judges 13. The angel who appeared to Balaam appeared as a man, Numbers 22.22. The angel who appeared to Gideon looked like a man, Judges chapter 6. The angel who appeared to Hagar looked like a man, Genesis chapter 16. The angel who appeared to Cornelius appeared to be a man, Acts 10.2 through 4. The angel sent to destroy Israel looked like a man, 1 Chronicles 21.16. The angel that rolled back the stone of the sepulcher of Christ both appeared to be men, Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24. The angel Gabriel appears as a man, Luke chapter 1, verses 11 through 38. The angel who loosed Peter from prison appeared as a man, Acts chapter 12. Michael the archangel appears as a man in Jude 1.9 and Revelation 12.7. And then the angel that binds the devil and casts him into the bottomless pit is pictured as a man in Revelation 20, verses 1 through 3. The appearance of angels and men match so closely, the Bible warns us that we may encounter angels without even realizing it. Hebrews chapter 13. Paul said, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels without even being aware of it. So any angel that visits earth, whether they're good or evil, would simply appear as a man with superhuman powers, super strength, the power of flight, the power to control certain elements like fire and water and wind, invisibility, telekinesis, all of these angelic abilities and more are found in the scriptures. Now, I hate to break the bubble of what you've always been told or taught, but the Bible has no female angels or any angel ever depicted as having wings. Surprisingly, winged female creatures are identified with wickedness, not the angels of God. See Zechariah 5, 7-9. If an angel had wings, it would be impossible to mistake him for a human being. Sons of God is an alternative name for the angels, and it's the most controversial. The Word of God reveals that the born-again Christian is not the only son of God found in the Bible. There are three different types. There's the only begotten Son of God, that's the Lord Jesus Christ, and He was given this title because He was born of a woman. You can read Psalms 2, 7, Hebrews 1, 5, and 1 John 4, 9, and other scriptures in John and Acts. Then we have adopted sons of God. Before Christians are born again by the Spirit of God, they are the unsaved children of the devil. Once they're saved, the lost sinner becomes a spiritually adopted Son of God. Romans chapter 8, Galatians chapter 4 prove that. Then there are the created sons of God. They have no parents, but are direct creations made in His image. They look like men. This is the category that both Adam and the angels belong to. You can read the scriptures in Genesis 1.27, Genesis 2.7, and Luke 3.38. Genesis 6.2 through 4, Job 2.1, and 38.7. Most people have always been taught that angels are messengers. If you just look it up in the Greek and in the Hebrew, that's what you get. But if you only do that and you don't rely on the scriptures to interpret themselves, you'll miss the facts. The role of angels in the Bible goes way beyond the simplistic description of being a messenger. Many angels never relay any message at all. The primary purpose for the angels are shown in the scriptures 
to carry out the judgments of God. They're also referred to as destroying angels or evil angels. They're responsible for dispensing the sword, pestilence, famine, plagues upon man as directed by the Lord. There are plenty of scriptures in the Word of God to prove that point. I'm going to have to break this teaching up into several parts. So I'll stop here this time, and next time we'll pick it up talking about cherubim. Study the Bible yourself and find out the truth. Think about it.